0: okay we're back ready to rock and roll with another round of the clown world matrix how's that clown world going for you i apologize for being you know what i'm not i'm not gonna apologize it's thursday i here's the clown world matrix for you and that's just what it's gonna be i gave you a teaser yesterday and now we're back in it today it's just been kind of crazy ladies and gentlemen without further ado let's go ahead and get the show started (laughs) Something I meant to include in last week's episode was that the Centers for Disease Control has just quietly scrubbed the whole VAERS program from their website. This is from Naveen Athrapoli, uh, Epic Times, dated August 28th. Like I said, meant to include this one last week. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has halted the collection of C-19, Flaxflein, you know what, I think I still have to speak in code, right, because the transcription of these podcasts is actually decoded, and I don't want to get uh, negative ramifications from uh, from that, so I'll still speak in code, you'll just have to decode it on your end, so. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has halted the collection of C-19, Flaxfleen, Adverse Events Reports through the agency's V-SAFE page, even after millions of Americans have reported such events. Uh, When visiting the V-SAFE page, the message shows, thank you for your participation. Data collection for C-19 Flax Fleens concluded on June 30th, 2023. If you have symptoms or health problems following your C19 flax that concern you, please contact your healthcare provider. You can also report to the Flax Fleen Adverse Event Reporting System. So here's the thing. They have stopped collecting the input from people who are having these adverse reactions. Even though there's still the CDC is still telling people to go ahead and get their, you know, be updated on their you know, stay up to date on that. But you just can't report it anymore. So anyway. They've quietly scrubbed the Vares program. There you go, CDC doing their job. So this past week, it was really hard to kind of get an idea on everything that was going on at Burning Man. Now, if you're not familiar with what Burning Man is, uh, effectively, in a nutshell, it's a week-long, large-scale desert campout focused on community art, self-expression, and self-reliance, and it's held annually in the western United States. It's actually the Black Rock Desert in northern Nevada. So, all kinds of conflicting reports. It was really kind of hard to get an idea of what was going on at uh, Burning Man, but you were, we were hearing everything from, there was an E. coli outbreak, and then that morphed into an Ebola outbreak. Apparently, neither of those two was correct. They just had a ton of rain now if you're familiar with desert climates when you get a lot of rain in a very short amount of time in a desert with ground that's parched and it's not used to having precipitation dropped on it, it just there's no place for it to go. It just basically accumulates from the ground up. It doesn't go into the ground because it's completely parched. so you had a lot of flooding, a lot of issues with people getting out of there um, but it sounded like it was not not a fun time but. At least for the purposes of having any kind of major viral outbreak, it doesn't sound as if the powers that be chose Burning Man for that to happen. So, sounds like everyone is now successfully out of there. Uh, they burned the effigy, which is the, the kind of the closing ceremony for Burning Man. They burned the effigy, got that taken care of. Sounds like everybody's out of there, and uh, that's, that's Burning Man 2023 for you. Now, for this week's Gaslighting of the Week, this is actually a two part thing. Uh, it's a, it's a two step thing for this week. Uh, both brought to you by Karine Jean Pierre, the White House press secretary. She brings both sound bites for you for this week's Gaslighting of the Week. <laughs> Now, for the first part, uh, from Corinne Pierre. she states in the following quick soundbite that there is no administration that has done more to secure the southern border than our current Biden administration. I don't think I need to add anything further to that, but go ahead and hear this soundbite from KGP. The president has done more to secure the border and to deal with this issue of immigration than anybody else. Again, don't think I need to add anything to that. Go ahead and ask your average resident in New York City, Chicago, or L.A. what they think of that commentary. And for the second part of the gaslighting of the week, this is also a soundbite from Corinne Jean-Pierre. Informing uh, everybody that uh, Jill Biden, the first lady, has contracted the vid, even being twice inoculated, twice boosted. Uh, Somehow, uh, the vid managed to find its way to her. Uh, But she is addressing this to the White House briefing room. He really. The president was with the first lady yesterday. He will be masking while indoors and around people in alignment with CDC guidance. President Biden tested negative last night for COVID-19 and tested negative again today. He's not experiencing any symptoms. As far as the steps he is taking, since the president was with the first lady yesterday, he will be masking while indoors and around people in alignment with CDC guidance. And he, as, as has been the practice in the past, Past, the president will remove his mask when sufficiently distanced from others indoors and while outside. Now, what's interesting regarding this is all of the. I'm, I'm noticing all of these news articles out there that are. And this is just to give you an example. This one is from Newsweek. The headline of the article says Jill Biden's COVID test sparks conspiracy theory, all part of the plan. This is from Alex Phillips of Newsweek, and he states, quote, conspiracy theories are circulating online that the announcement of Jill Biden's COVID-19 infection was, quote, all part of the plan, end quote, to reintroduce coronavirus pandemic restrictions such as mask mandates. On Monday evening, the First Lady's Communications Director, Elizabeth Alexander, confirmed the 72-year-old had tested positive for the virus and was experiencing, quote only mild symptoms, end quote. She will remain at the family's Delaware Beach House while fighting the infection, end quote. So, this is really interesting because it's like they're staying ahead of the game here by saying that this is a conspiracy theory field day for those who are saying that the restrictions and mandates and all this other garbage are coming back. Well, that would be all fine and dandy except for the fact then all these things are coming back. They're bringing back the mask mandates. They're bringing back the restrictions. They're bringing back the the social distancing and all this other garbage. So how in the world do you classify this as being some kind of a conspiracy theory when it's happening? Just open your eyes and observe. But that's the thing. Is anything they want to uh, basically uh, try to attack or contradict they just call it a conspiracy theory because they know this propaganda tactic has been successful to date uh, but hopefully is losing some of its steam as more and more and more and more conspiracy theories become fact and truth so there you go ladies and gentlemen your gaslighting of the week I did happen to notice that Richmond, north of Richmond, has been displaced on the Apple iTunes chart. It is currently number two. It has been overtaken by Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. As most of you probably are aware, we lost Jimmy this past week at age 76, unbeknownst to pretty much all of us. He had been sick for a while, and we lost a legend. This past week, Jimmy Buffett, it's now 5 o'clock all the time for him. Age 76, has left this world. Okay, now this is something that just popped on the radar prior to me releasing episode 12 here. So, via Newsmax, Bill Gates bets on Bud Light buys 1.7 million shares I don't know if that's Bud Light directly or if that's just Anheuser-Busch. Maybe that's uh, maybe he's bought shares of Anheuser-Busch. I'm not really sure. So Microsoft founder Bill Gates purchased 1.7 million worth of shares of Bud Light, a market value of around 95 million during the second quarter of 2023. I can only imagine what angle that weasel and I don't mean any offense to weasels is playing. Uh, With that purchase of Bud Light, I don't know what in the world he may know that we don't know, but um, yeah, that's alarming. Anything that man does is alarming and should be uh, taken into consideration. If he's telling you to do something, do the opposite, but watch what that man purchases. He's been buying thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of farmland all across the United States and now he's purchasing Bud Light. So just be be aware of what that, uh, that entity does. Not much by way of an update, but uh, we will go ahead and just provide a very brief of the current Trump thing. Couldn't help but notice that uh, Fannie Willis, I ain't saying she a vote rigger, her initial proposal for the start of... T- <laughs> I mean this is comical folks. Her initial proposal for the start of Trump's trial <laughs> was to be the the day before Super Tuesday in 2024. <sighs> it's 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 too obvious, right? It's too obvious what they're trying to do. So I think that's being rejected. I don't, you know, but that's that was her proposal. That was Fannie Willis's proposal was to start the trial on the day before Super Tuesday, the biggest voting day of the primaries in, uh, in a presidential election year. So anyway, there you go, the current Trump thing. One thing I do want to mention, um, be grateful, be grateful that you do not own any property that is in close proximity to property owned by Oprah. And I'm just saying, You people seem to fare better when they do not own property close to, uh, to Ms. Oprah. Winfrey that's uh, it's. it's uh, I don't even I don't really want to get into that it's um it's sick what's going on down in Maui I really feel for everyone that is down there everyone that has loved ones there um I we we really need some divine intervention with the people of Maui it what's taking place there ought not be allowed to transpire in any way shape or form Okay, the Anti-Defamation League versus Elon. You thought that the Elon Mark Zuckerberg potential cage fight was the biggest battle going on right now with respect to Mr. Musk, but now he is battling the Anti-Defamation League, uh, threatening to remove them from X. We got I guess that we just have to call it X from now on. We've been calling it Twitter for years, but I guess it's now officially X. I'm I'm just going to stop saying Twitter. From henceforth, it's just X. So so Elon is threatening to deplatform the ADL from X. Uh, ADL is accusing Elon of failing to combat hate speech on the X platform. Uh, That's basically, in other words, he allowed Trump to come back, so... Apparently, Elon is uh, not combating hate speech properly, so they are getting in a tizzy with Elon, and now Elon's uh, saying he's going to potentially take them off. There, would they be missed? Um, it's it's whatever. I'm I'm just reporting what is. You can interpret that how you will. Did you see Biden leaving the Medal of Honor ceremony? It's they hadn't even done the closing benediction prayer and. Dude just walks off the stage. He just wanders off, goes down through the crowd. Everyone's kind of looking around like, uh, what's going on here? Photographers don't know what's going on. Uh, these medal recipients are up there on stage saying they, you know, they're clearly perplexed. Um, but just it, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, folks. It's Biden wandering off. What else do I need to say? It's par for the course. So, yeah, I guess that's, uh, it's about all the. Official news I wanted to get covered in this week's episode. Um, Things are just getting weird. Ladies and gentlemen, they continue to get more and more off the wall. The unexpected is now becoming the expected. What can I say? (laughs) I wish I could sugarcoat this somehow, but uh, these are strange days we're living in. I simply uh, come on here and try to give my take on a weekly basis, uh, and you can you can mix my flavor of interpretation with yours and hopefully together we can come up with a semi reasonable uh explanation of what's going on but <laughs> it's getting much more challenging in these uh in these days because it's uh you know i remember i remember reading 1984 for the first time i've i've read it several times through now um but even you know it was back in college when i first read that and i thought to myself You know, I realize that Orwell is foreshadowing a potential reality in the future if we don't do certain things or, you know, kind of get our act together. But I never really saw that coming about and truly playing out in the setting that he described it in the book. But wow, I mean, we are in the midst of all of that right now. And it's just, it's really kind of surreal. And it's surreal to see the people who are not aware of it. You know, I remember in, when I, speaking of college, I remember taking psychology courses while in college. And there was this aspect of social conformity that was, you know, heavily discussed in these classes. And they would talk about how people would go against what they knew to be true in order to fit in with the crowd to do what the crowd was doing. I remember seeing old videos of people who would be stepping onto an elevator. And all of the people on there were part of this control group, and they were all facing toward the back of the elevator. And this person, the the, the subject, if you will, in the test, would get on the elevator, kind of look around, uh, you know, in an uncertain fashion obviously because you got all these people facing the back of the elevator which is not what you encounter when you get on an elevator. But this person, they would turn around and face the same direction. They'd face the back because everybody else was doing it. And there were other tests where people would be brought in with a with again, another control group and this control group would intentionally give the incorrect answers to a very simple cognitive question. And the person would answer correctly, but somewhat hesitantly on the first couple of questions. But after such, they would go along with the crowd, even though they knew the answers to be wrong. And that always really kind of Struck a chord with me because I'm like, how can how can this be? This cannot be the way that people at large can be. And yet they are. The past three and a half, almost four years now has underscored that people actually, absolutely are this way. They will do what the crowd is doing so that they don't stand out so that they are not thought of as this standalone oddball freak who's going against the grain of society. But we have proven that with this social experiment, I dub part one, of uh, of what has gone on the past four years. It's It truly is amazing. I have learned more about human society at an aggregate level over these past few, four years than I have my entire life prior to. So, anyway... I'm going to close with that. I want to thank you for tuning in to Clown World Matrix this week. This is episode 12, now in the bag. I want to thank, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna give a, a shout-out to a new sponsor we've got this week, Carol. Thank you so much for your support of Clown World Matrix. It means more to me than I can express on this little podcast, but thank you so much for your support. It does not go unnoticed. Very much appreciated. If you would like to help support Clown World Matrix, there is a little link in the description, and feel free to click on that. Chip in a few bucks uh, each month if you feel led to do so. So anyway, we got this one in the bag. Hope you all have a wonderful week. I'm going to try to get on here like I promised last week. Uh, Next Wednesday morning with another wonderful episode of Clown World Matrix. Hope you have a great week, and I will talk to you soon.